I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is BD4. going on what is happening everybody i am your host rj carbone and we're doing it again folks episode 244 this time around of the podcast of bd4 i hope everyone's doing well i am your host rj carbone i just said that um and i hope everyone's doing well um yes we have uh just won another series the yankees so that's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have too much to say tonight just because it is very late and I spent hours just now setting up my new software. Um, I, I switched my software that I use, my video recording software. I was on a different platform. I switched it over to this one's much easier. So I you know, had to set everything up, pain in the ass. Um, so I'm trying to keep this one short, but... We do have um, a guest tonight, me and uh, one of my best friends in life, uh, my cousin Anthony. We had a really good conversation about, well, we just fucked around, talked MMA and um, some boxing. And we just, you know, we had a good time for about 20 minutes. So we're going to put that into this episode at some point. Um, This is episode 244, but we are talking Yanks for the most part, just going to be um, you know, discussing this recent national series where we walked off twice. We, (laughs) a rough loss in the first game. And then we ended up walking off twice in the final two games of the set. So that was good to see. Now, excuse me, let me set everything up real quick. Um, but yeah, we are going to, uh, get to, oh, what do you call the, the, uh, Conversation that Anthony and I had in just a second, but um, yeah, I guess we'll just start. Well, you know what? I was um, what was it last night? So as I am recording, it is two in the morning on a Monday morning. So I gotta get to fucking bed soon so I can actually get up for class um and set everything up and do my assignments before I hit class in the afternoon. But um. On the uh, on Saturday night, again, as I'm recording, it is May 10th, Monday morning, 2 in the morning. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, on Saturday night, though, I watched the, uh, it was the Canelo fight, right? Canelo was going up against Billy Joe Saunders, and that was a much-anticipated fight. Obviously, anytime Canelo fights, especially with the state of boxing, you know, they don't have the star power that it used to. Everyone's going to tune in, and um, with the... Well, with what I thought was going to be a quiet card for UFC, it turns out the Vegas card was very good, and I did miss something pretty decent. Um, but I was, I, I did enjoy what I was. I don't watch boxing a ton, but I enjoyed what I saw. Uh, I thought the Canelo fight was very cool. It went, I want to see eight rounds or ten rounds, maybe. I think it was somewhere up there, but it ended obviously with the uh, Saunders's corner threw in the towel. After the after one of those rounds, um, 
late, and that was that. So, um, yeah, that guy's good. I think the only loss he had was against Floyd, and that was very unfortunate, you know. So you hope that that would be cool if they could fight again. You know, but obviously Floyd's got uh, somebody else on his mind right now. He's got Logan Paul, who I don't know if anybody else saw the whole thing with Jake Paul the other day. You know, I can't stand this dude, but I'm doing exactly what he's trying to get me to do. He gets people talking about him because people hate him, and that's how he makes his money. I mean, the whole thing with the hat, got your hat, he, right away, that was a genius move, you know. He knew that was going to sell, and he turned. I'm pretty sure he turned that shit into merch the night of, <laughs> and he's probably making money off that right now. Um, but man, I hope that freaking uh, Floyd can just end this shit once and for all, and stop acting like we can all stop acting like these Paul kids are legit boxers. They're fighting one of the better greater boxers of all time, if not the, in Mayweather. So, you know, hopefully if it goes as planned, he tortures them, or or I'm sorry, Logan. Um, And if that happens, maybe Jake Paul will want to crack at him after, and hopefully he'll take care of the whole Paul family, as Ben Askren said before he got his ass kicked. Um, Unfortunately. That guy didn't even want to fight. Yeah, you could tell he didn't even take it serious. Um, But hopefully an actual boxer in Floyd Mayweather, not a retired MMA fighter, Askren, not, you know, a well-retired NBA fighter, Nate Robinson, an actual boxer or player, an actual boxer in Floyd Mayweather. Hopefully he can take down, again, this is Jake Paul's brother. This is Logan Paul. Um, And, you know, that kind of... uh, Fucking humbles them a little bit, man. I I don't know much about Logan, but it's just like Jake Paul. I hope he beats Logan and then he gets to fight Jake because that's what I want to see. Just shut these two kids up, put them back into their fantasy world and let them go back to doing what they do on the internet and whatever the hell it is. Um, Yeah, that happened. But MMA was, the, the UFC the other night was, it was going at the same time and unfortunately... One of my favorite fighters since I started picking up MMA is um, Cowboy Cerrone. And he, unfortunately, another loss. Um, it was brutal the way it ended, too. I mean, he was just getting attacked. He had no chance. The other guy was aggressive as hell on him. Um, I don't remember who he fought. It Was it Murano or something? Um, don't know who that is, but he, he took care of him. You know, he landed a bunch of punches on him, and it was... Cowboys sixth loss in a row you know they asked him if he's thinking about retiring a lot of people think he should I mean it's six in a row how do you not I mean how do you not think about it you know when I was talking with Ant a few hours ago he said you know he's surprised he wasn't cut yet but he says he wants to keep going he says there's no way in hell he wants to end like that and I agree you know, I, I hate ending on losses, um, no matter what it is. You always want to end on somewhat of a bright note, but man, it's getting tougher and tougher for him. Um, you know, I when again, when I first started watching MMA as a diehard, it was the Cowboy versus McGregor fight when Connor beat him last summer. 
Um, and I think that was just, again, another one of those losses in the midst of this streak he's on, or this skid, rather. So, yeah, um, I'm excited for the MMA card. I think next weekend, right, next weekend it will be Michael Chandler. That's a big card. Um, and then, obviously, later in the summer, we've got McGregor. <laughs> fucking can't speak. You've got McGregor coming back. McGregor's supposed to fight fucking Poirier for, you know, the third one. It's the trilogy. So this will break the tie. Um, you got the Nate Diaz fight, which was originally canceled, but pushed back to 263. He's going up against Leon Edwards, I believe. So it's going to be some interesting, there are going to be some interesting matchups coming up, man. This, this, some good fights coming up this summer. I'm excited for all of it. And I think later in August, you've got Amanda Nunez up. Yeah, Amanda Nunez is coming back. She's fighting Pena. I mean, she's got nobody left to fight. I mean, she's just a bunch of people under her class. So, some interesting shit. I am very excited for this summer um, as far as MMA goes. So, yeah. You know, and and hopefully we get more um, events like we had in fucking Jacksonville where the crowd is there. It's full capacity, you know, and people are living their lives and not just afraid of fucking each other and are able to have a good time again because that's what we all want. And man, I I still think about that fucking, that event in Jacksonville. Hell of a card, man. The three knockouts, I mean, for the title fights and just the crowd makes everything so much better, so much better, so... Hopefully we can get it back and we start getting more and more people coming and as as more things start to open up, you know, we'll get more uh, events like that. So those are my thoughts on the UFC. Um, And, you know, since I, again, last summer we all spent it mostly quarantining, but with things opening up, hopefully I can get my buddies back over here. Um, One of my best friends, Chuck, I dude's my guy, man. He, we always talk MMA. So It'd be great to get him over here. We can watch some fights together. Um, got a buddy down the street, around the corner, get together this summer. It's going to be exciting for me. For the first time, I can actually hang out with my buddies and watch some UFC. I am hype. I am excited for this summer. I really am. Um, and, of course, the Knicks are balling right now. They just beat the Clippers. Um, hell of a win. I watched the DVR because I was busy with family earlier today. Obviously, it was Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all wonderful mothers out there. A lot going on in the Yankees. So, let's get to the Yankees. Um, Yeah, uh, we'll head to our first break. And when we get back, I guess we'll get right into it. All right. One second. I got to try to navigate this new software I have. I'm still trying to get used to it all. All right, let's get to our first break. We'll be right back. (laughs) Anthony, welcome back. I'm here. All is well. Um, so yeah, I don't know which episode this is gonna be, but um, I'll throw it in somewhere. It's gonna be kind of random because 
know. You've been doing this for a couple of years now, right? Yes, I have been podcasting for, let's see, um, I don't know, three? Mm, probably I in the hundreds. Yeah, this is going to be, yeah, so we're almost 250 episodes in. You going to do something big, Pauls? Hmm. Yeah, right. Let's do this for fun. Nobody, nobody tuned into these. Um, I tune in. Yeah, okay, pop. Um, okay, guy. <laughs> um, no, I was. What was I gonna say? Yeah, I guess we'll talk. Whatever. Um, UFC. I guess we'll start with UFC. So you've been watching for a little bit, but yeah. Did you see? What was it? It was the the last big. It was a couple of weeks ago in Jacksonville, two sixty or something. The Camaro. Uh, yeah, the Usman and Masvidal. I saw the highlights. I was working. Oh my god, that but was good. Let's talk about Usman real quick, right? Go ahead. So you lead us off. The guy is good, man. I think he's going to be one of the greatest in that weight class, like of all time. I, you know, I. So when they fought the first time. Last summer, that was like the first time I've like last summer I hopped on the board. I I've always been an MMA fan. I loved UFC, but last summer was when I really started to pay attention. Yeah, and that Usman Masvidal, the first one, was the very first. That was the the first fight I really saw as like a diehard fan of the sport. And so I was saying, you know, toe stomping fight. Yeah, that was the yeah that was. What was he? He was making fun of him, saying he was playing footsie with him. But that was when um he was on six days uh notice, whatever. Yeah. Sure, he didn't have a full camp, and you know that that was the kind of the narrative he ran with for from there on. And so I was hoping that I'm a big Jorge fan. I like him. He yeah. You know he knows how to market himself well. Um, and I really thought he had a chance, but I mean it was ugly to see him. He didn't really. What did he get knocked out in the second round? Uh, I think it was the second round. Yeah. Yeah, I had to get not much of a shot. He didn't look good. Um, but I, think, I don't know. Usman fought him completely different in this fight than the last fight. Yeah. I think Jorge's best chance of winning that fight was a knockout. You weren't gonna take him down. Like you weren't gonna get him on the ground. And the no. fact that Usman just you know, kind of did the unexpectable. Cause he hit. Did you watch? Did you see the knockout? Like he. Yeah, I was at my friend's like, on the street. Yeah, that was. That was crazy. He's impressive. Mm. I didn't. Chuck's you think he should fan. fight Colby again? Because, oh, I hope, and I think that's. Is that official or no? No, but. Okay. I mean, when we're talking his next opponent, I mean, who else? Like, do you yeah. give Colby another fight? Like, Colby's, I feel like Colby's the one who gave him the closest. I yeah. mean, he broke his face, but he gave him a good, I think he can give him another good fight. I think, I think everyone wants to see that fight again. Oh, Not yeah. just because of the fight, but the press that comes with it. It's oh, entertaining. Kobe, he's intentional. Yeah. Or have Colby and Masvidal fight, and then the winner. Well, I mean, it doesn't even make sense for the winner because Masvidal is 0 for 2 against They hate each other too, right? Yeah, they used to be really he's, close. Used to train, yeah. What's up, but I would, I would like to see either or, as far as that weight class. Yeah, 
I haven't seen last time. Last time Kobe fought was a while ago. I feel like another one we can expect is probably John Jones and Francis Nuganu. Dude, John Jones wants money though. He wants to get paid, and I don't That's, think MLB yeah. wants to give him that. He got yoked. Yeah, he got very. Yeah, he he shot up big. I, would I think love to see him. I think he would beat Francis though. I think you he think? would. I think he would. He hasn't been in the fight in a while. But yeah, what's it been a year? What was his last fight? What was his last fight? I don't know because I've since I started hopping on the bandwagon. Yeah, I it's been a while. His last fight. It's been forever, actually. Yeah, I haven't seen John Jones yet. As a have dynamite. you been paying attention to this Jake Paul nonsense? <laughs> Dude, I hope he. I hope he gets fucking bitched. <laughs> Dude, here's the thing that Jake Paul is doing. Jake Paul is only accepting boxing matches. Yeah. And he's trying to lure, like, MMA fighters into a straight boxing match. Yeah. So he, he doesn't want the roles reversed. Because I don't know if you've ever seen the video of Jake Paul doing an MMA fight with a, a jiu-jitsu black belt. But he got, his, he got his ass whooped. Yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, you have all these guys going over there. Right. Why the fuck don't they do the reverse? Why, why do we never see those guys coming over to MMA? They, I, they but, don't but, want. They don't want to. This is a whole new element. I'll no. tell you, that, but he's smart though. He's a smart kid. He knows how to market himself. He gets people hating him, and he gets the money because people want to see him get his ass. Yeah, beat. like that the is whole, true. That whole thing the other day. I don't know if you saw with Floyd. The guy. Oh yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. When he, he turned that hat. into like a thing. He's got merchandise for that now. He knew what he, he was got a doing. Tattoo. He got. Tattoo he knows. He knows what he's doing, dude. He's yeah. smart. He knows what he's doing. Didn't this all start from like Vine? Like, how they, like, started getting noticed. Like, I remember when Vine first came out. Like, everybody got famous off of Vine. I knew – I knew – I didn't know about Jake Paul until – um, what's his name? His brother? Logan, he, yeah. He was, like, a big YouTuber back then. I yeah. It was, but, you know, I didn't know about Jake until, like, not too long ago, until I heard he was fighting Ben Askren. And then, you know, I was hoping what Ben would have done something there. but what I don't a know, joke. Ben's, what I don't think Ben joke. took that serious, man. Ben took it for the money. Yeah. Did you see him at Wayans? See what Ben looked like? Dude, he looked like me. Looked like someone's drunk uncle at the cookout. Yeah. Like, People said he always there. looked like that, but I don't know. He didn't look good. Nah, he's looked better than that. I mean, he's always had kind of a dad bod, but yeah. that dude looked way worse. Yeah, he looked really bad. Yeah. And he didn't take it serious. Nah. And he now uh, Kamara wants to fight. Jake Paul, but I think he wants to only fight him in a MMA fight. But I think Tyron Woodley wants to box Jake Paul as well. Jake Paul, see, here's the thing: I do respect how he, you know, he's marketing himself in a way because it's working for him. But at yeah. the same time, he's only picking, you know, fights. Dude, like he's Nate know, he's Robinson, very really? Yeah, that really? I couldn't believe that. Props to Nate though for getting in there. Yeah, but like, you're really gonna pick these random individuals and and like fight an actual boxer then we'll yeah. start talking about if you're legit or not mm -hmm. but until you do that i mean i can't you logan's know. fighting floyd yeah logan's and that's hopefully floyd. that's you know hopefully that goes exactly how it's supposed to and that's for logan that's a huge payout win or lose yeah. anytime yeah. anybody who fights floyd man that's for you're retiring like yeah i'm hoping that's the fight that kind of shuts those two people uh, kids up and you know yeah 
kind of tells everybody this is a real boxer. This is somebody who's what is he fifty one and fucking oh, whatever he is. Yeah, he's and he knows how to fight. He's an actual professional. He's dedicated his entire life to boxing. To he didn't just do it after he got famous on the internet. He's actually yeah. a legit boxer. He's not somebody who just got the opportunity because of who his name is. He was a legit guy from the start. Absolutely. You know, and I see uh-huh. the Paul brothers there calling themselves the face of boxing. Or it's just so corny, man. Like, so cringy. <laughs> that just goes to show where it is right now. Like, Yeah, I mean, MMA is nowhere near that. I mean, they have their I, I WWE get- moments, but... I wanted to get uh, di- uh, <laughs> I wanted to get Mike on the on the on the on the show because I wanted to talk about it, but I can never get a hold of. <laughs> we need to set that up. We need to have a nice little roundtable with some open-minded discussion to be fun. I think. Yeah, but I was watching the. Um, I was at JP's. I was at his brother's house. Uh, oh, okay. Place down the street last night, and we were watching the Canelo thing. Oh, okay. Oh, he knocked him. He yeah. He got a knockout, right? It, yeah, they. It, it was um. Uh, his corner called it. What's the other dude? Uh, Sanders. Saunders. Oh, he threw the towel. His, in. his corner called it at the end of a round when they were in, you know, in the corners. Yeah. And that was kind of how it ended. But that was a pretty good fight. That, that dude's good, Canelo. I've heard but, a lot about him. I don't really follow boxing like that, but I've no. heard of the names. Like when you say Canelo, I know who that is and all yeah. that. So. But yeah, I, I basically me too. Just stick with MMA, just because I, I just think it's so fun. It's so much more versatile. What and, uh? What do you what do you think of uh, McGregor and Poirier three? Yeah, is that happening? Because I feel like it's happening in July. They were calling it off, but then they called it back on. Nah, it. yeah, it's official now. So yeah, I'm gonna be turning into that. Um, I think McGregor's gonna win. I I think like I I don't know. Anytime he's lost, he's always bounced back. Like when Nate beat him, and he fought Nate again. Even though I think he lost that second fight, I mean he still won. Yeah. So. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna smoke Dustin this time. I think he needs to win for his legacy. Because yeah. if he loses another one here, people are gonna start talking. You know, about his age and and yeah, washed up blah, like blah, blah. like Cowboy man. He lost his fifth fight in the Cowboy row. Cowboy need yeah six in a row. I think. Dude, I mean, yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten cut. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't cut him. I mean, he's he's a legend. They asked him after last night. Somebody asked him if he wanted if he thought about retiring. He said he wanted to keep going, and there's no way he wanted to go out like this. And I can't blame him because I, yeah. I would hate to end on a loss. You know me with fucking two K. We were up Dude. till four in the morning until we. Won. I need to I need to figure something out. I don't know if I can get it for P. Is it? It's not cross platform. Do you not have your PS4? No, I still have it. I just got to hook it up. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't played PS4 since I've played with you, but I think that PS. What do you have? PC. Yeah. Is it not on PC? PC? It might be. I just don't know if it's cross-platform. Oh, cross-platform. It probably... I don't know. It could be. I gotta look it up. When's the next? When's the new one come out? Um, it's 2K. It's September, probably. That's September? Come okay. out. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we should all get the gang back together. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. You no, know, speaking of, I've been talking to Littleford lately. Dude. He's... <laughs> <laughs> He's been going nuts since uh, November. About playing? <laughs> About the election. <laughs> yeah. He, fucking... he just got married, didn't he? Did he really? I think so. Yeah. Oh, Engaged I think a or married, one of those. 
Yo, yeah. you know what would kill me about Littleford is we, me, you, and him would play until like two in the morning, and he'd be like, "Hold on, I gotta make a cup of coffee." coffee. He have his cigarette, then he go get a coffee. Yeah, cigarette. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to him lately. Um, get all the, <laughs> get all the filthy yet? Filthy man. <laughs> Who? Which one's filthy? Dude, oh, call the- at work. <laughs> Larkins, no, um, I actually removed him from my stuff. Yeah, he uh, he put some stuff up I didn't agree with, so I just. That's funny. Um, we should definitely all play it again, play together again. That would be funny. That would be fucking. I need to play with Dan again. Get with Dan. That would be hilarious. Yeah, he's probably on Pluto right now. (laughs) You know he's getting married. He told me. Yeah, that's crazy. Some of the details that I texted you the other day. I don't want to say that loud, but. Told you the other day, but yeah, he's getting married. Remember when uh I went to the tournament in Maryland last year in the summer? Yeah. And Dan was gonna come up there. He said he wanted to go. Yeah, he never made it, but he was imagine? gonna try. Do you imagine? Dude, I would have took a selfie with him and sent it to you. Nope, I wouldn't go near him. <laughs> Yo, you remember the what was it, the Giants or Yankees game? Just kidding. Remember? Dude. Yeah, what? When uh, he wanted to come up to New York. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, we got we I I gotta get him on the show at least at the very Dude, least. Make he, that your next mission, bro. On the show with us two. Yo, what? That that could be like an hour long podcast. Hour would be nothing. That could be forever. Yeah. I'll even text him. I'll tell him, hey man, let's get on this podcast, man. Let's blow I it call up. Call him right now. Call him. Put it on speaker. Call put on speaker. I'm gonna put it on speaker. I might have to cut some. You shit can out. edit. You can edit stuff out. All right, hold on. Hopefully he answers. Hey Siri. Call Doctor Dan. Call Dingo. She still have the same number. Just to confirm, you'd like to call the Dingo machine? <laughs> yes. Calling the Dingo machine. Uh. I hope he doesn't say the magic word as soon as he answers. Dude, I hope not. That would be bad. You've reached Dan at 410 628 6520. Leave me a message and I'll get back to you. Yeah, I'll call him real quick. Hold on. I got him somewhere in here. Here he is. Let's see what he says. If he answers you and not me, I'm gonna be really pissed off. He might. It's been a minute. We used to do this to him all the time. Oh my god, Doctor Dan. Who the fuck? Yeah, he he ain't answering. All right. <laughs> one, two, well, three, four. Over two. <laughs> one, two, three, four. <laughs> it's Doctor Dan. Uh. All right. Um, Moist. You work this week? I go back to work on Wednesday. Oh, that's good. All right. Well, Dan just texted me. Are you kidding me? He said, "What's up?" Okay. I'm so say nothing much. I'm gonna call um, in on Zoom. I want to invite him to the show. Let's see if we can get him on here. That's the next episode, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. 
for sure. I want to pick the mind of Dr. Dan. What is inside his head? He he probably doesn't have a webcam, though. He's probably got some shit. <laughs> I don't know if he... He doesn't seem like the type of person to, like, FaceTime or... Oh, we'll do audio. I don't care. It's a podcast anyway. Yeah. You can always go back to audio. He uh, said, send me a link. I don't know what the link is. Him? Yeah. All right, hold on. Tell him... Does he ask him if he has a Zoom? We could, maybe we'll try real quick, but if not, uh, whatever. We'll okay. Um, maybe he can join the meeting. Tell him, yeah, to add RJ. Tell him to add RJ Carbone twenty seven at AOL dot com on Zoom. At AOL dot com. com. All yeah. right, I just told him he might He's texting me. Let me see if he listens. That would be hilarious if we can get him real quick. Dude, it, right on the spot, bro. That would be legit. <laughs> Does he watch UFC? He's a UFC fan, right? Alan Sacchetti? I think he's a casual fan. <laughs> I think he's a casual fan, yeah. Oh, okay. It's cool. They know it. You know how it's going to take forever. I feel like he, he fucks everything up. You know he how says, I don't. Get him in a party. Oh, he doesn't have Zoom. Yeah. I was going to say, you know how difficult it was? Remember that? To get him in a freaking chat? Dude, I broke my thumb inviting him so many times. Dude. <laughs> uh, how many times has he blocked us and then added us? Oh, man. He's broken up with us at least a dozen times, dude. <laughs> he's broken up with us. Uh, all right. Um, I don't know what else to say. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to come on here and chat. He said, you know, you give me a heads up. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, all right. Well, I just needed a little. I just needed it. Uh, sorry, I'm multitasking. I just needed a little bit of a like, just a small clip for for school because I'm doing because I'm doing a final project for my essay and I needed to have like a voiceover. Oh, so I okay. Need, I'm gonna get so you an A plus. Yeah, we'll see. Um. Yeah, I, I do. I need to finish fucking school. Like, for dude, I still haven't finished. I, I haven't been Ever, back. You haven't graduated? No. For I real? Haven't I haven't that. <laughs> How are you a cop? Have you ever graduated? <laughs> you just need a high school diploma. Jesus. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Look, look at your phone. Hold up. Oh, Lord. <laughs> look at your Facebook messages. That's why he can't join. <laughs> what is wrong with him? And we will end on that. Thanks All for right. coming, Ant. All right, dude. You know, um, it was a solid series for the Yankees. You know, it was uh, that first game. You know, made us all a little bit nervous. Uh, obviously, it wasn't the prettiest game. Um, you know, ended up being a horrible loss. Um, and I said this last time out. I'm sorry. I try not to. I need to mature up. But like, please ignore me sometimes on Twitter, man. I am so reactionary. I just—it's more of me venting than it is me actually believing what I say. I vent a lot on Twitter during these games, and some of it's obnoxious. A lot of it, all of it, is obnoxious as hell. 
So I apologize. You can mute me. You can f- unfollow me if you like. Um, it's just I'm tr- I it, it helps me feel better. It helps me vent to get my anger out. So I do not always mean what you're what you're gonna see on there. Um, if you really want my takes, my opinion on sh- on shit, you know I don't know why you would. I'm just some random. But if you do, keep listening to this to this podcast because this is where I. I sound most reasonable, all right. Um, but yeah, don't don't take my opinions on Twitter one hundred percent serious when it's in the middle of a game. Yeah, you know, especially a game like Monday. Uh, was it Monday night? No, it was Friday night when the Yankees lost eleven to four. So keep that in mind. It was an ugly game. We all know it. So who who uh. You know, who am I to shit on them constantly? But again, that's just me expressing my frustration. Um, so we get to it. Eleven to four on Friday night, they take the loss, but it was a good game for a while. It was a pretty close game for about seven innings until that meltdown. But to start off, you had Patrick Corbin. You know, the guy the Yankees were going after in that offseason kind of looked like he was headed here. There was the whole thing with the wedding and he likes us and blah blah blah. But it was him versus Jameis and Tyone, and it was a good battle. Um, DJ LeMayu gets to Corbin first. By the way, this guy kills Corbin. They showed the numbers against him, and it's a pretty large sample size. He obliterates this guy. And here he was, two homers. Um, he gets the leadoff home run, three pitches in, um, in the bottom of the first inning. one nothing Yankees. Second inning comes. Tyone leaves two fastballs up over the heart of the plate for... Jan Gomes and Josh Bell to take him deep. 3-1 to one Nationals after two. Bottom of the second, 3-2 to two Nationals because Gary takes one 420 feet to left. That was good to see for a change. His first home run since the opening series. Jesus. Um, then you have DJ LeMayu going deep again to the short porch again to tie the game at three in the sixth. So it was a close tight ball game. You know, again, for the first seven innings, no team was up by more than two. It was very tightly knotted. And, um, excuse me. And from there, it was, uh, hell. After that seven inning on, I think it came in the eighth inning, it was a hell of a loss. Um, boy, it was it ever. Basically, it's all just like jumbled together, but basically, the Nationals ended up against Lasagna and against Sessa and against the Yankee defense. They ended up scoring six runs in the eighth frame on three errors. Three errors in one fucking inning. It was the worst. I mean, I feel like we've said this before a lot more than we should, but it was one of the worst displays of defense I've seen in my life. You, know, you had DJ with the error at third base, you had Aaron Judge picking up that ball, playing it incorrectly in right field, that single. And then you had Gleyber Torres, you know, kind of playing a a chopper incorrectly at shortstop. You know, all those errors sandwiched between, you know, a, a few walks, some singles, and a, was it Josh Bell again? Or no, or Harrison or something? Somebody went deep. It was, yeah, and the game was over. In that inning, I mean, it was there was no shot the Yankees were coming back. So, uh, the offense all game, not the worst in the world, 
four hits. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, four runs on five hits, uh, three walks, seven strikeouts, one for three in scoring position. But again, it was the defense in the bullpen. It was the errors, and then it was Sessa and Lasagna. Um, Jonathan Loisica. That was the first. I think that was the first time I've ever actually said Jonathan Loisica second his name. I just I'm so used to calling him Johnny Lasagna. Um, but they had a big, you know, crash down hard back to earth um, outing. Both of them did. Lasagna's been so great. You know, I think the ERA was under one coming into this one. Sessa has actually been really good. He had a better year last season. Um, and this year he's been really good too. He's throwing more sliders. He's kind of going away from that fastball, but he did struggle big time in that eighth inning. Um, Jamison Tyon at least looked strong. He was six and a third. Three earned runs. Um, you know, had the rough start, but then found it. Um retired his last 14 batters, ended up throwing 99 pitches. You know, he shied away from the high heat this time. That's usually his thing. You know, Yankees um, pitching coach Matt Blake is telling him to go the high fastball, stray away from the sinker that he used to throw. He doesn't throw that anymore. He goes with the high heat. That's been his thing early on this year. But, you know, he got banged around with it. You know, those two blasts early with uh, Bell and Gomes, they were off the fastball. So what he did was he adjusted and he started going breaking pitches the rest of the way. Off speed, curves, change-ups, sliders, and it worked. It was a recipe for success as Tyone had a good performance where he struck out five. Um, and he pitched into the seventh. That was good. Um, so that was that was the, the first game of the set. It was, a, again, it was a... Tough loss. Uh, very few positives outside of Jamison Tyone and DJ LeMayu and Gary Sanchez. Those were the three storylines when you look at the positive takes. Um, the negative takes, again, the defense and the bullpen crashing back down to earth. So let's head to break one last time. Uh, not one last time, but one more time here. Um, No, not one more time. <laughs> let's head to break one more time before we get to the next... Um, game and then we'll have another break after that but, um yeah let, let's head to our plug um but as soon as we get back from this break we'll we'll get to the uh, second game of the set just like that all right be right back Yeah, um, not too bad for a, for a bounce back, huh? You know, after the Yankees lost their second in a row, pretty horribly, you know, that, that loss against the Astros left a bad taste in my mouth, and then to lose like that in Game 1 of the National Series was pathetic as well, but this was a good bounce back. This was something that hopefully gets us going. Uh, the first of two in a row to finish out this series. And remember I was saying how I'd rather take the last two games of a series than the first two because you can go into the next one with some momentum as opposed to on a loss. So we did that. We ended up getting the 4-3 to victory in this one. Uh, this was the game with the rain delay. Um, I don't know. It, was, it wasn't raining at all 
I mean, maybe a little bit, but it wasn't raining enough to where you should have probably deleted it. I don't think there should have been a delay. Um, and then the Yankees were given all these updates on Twitter, like these, these updates about giving updates in the future, like just stupid. It was like, we'll give you an update as soon as we get an update. And then the next tweet, like an hour later, whatever, we have no update. It's like, okay, don't tell us anything unless you actually have information for us. It's kind of like when they do their injury reports, they go to Morakovich and it's just like, oh, Luke White is doing jumping jacks and he did jump rope earlier today and he did some soft toss and long toss in the outfield. Like, we don't need to know that. Just let me know when the guy's coming back from the injury and I'm set. Let me know when he's coming back. Um, but yeah, the rain delay thing, the updates, whatever. Uh, game finally got going and you had, you know, a pretty cool matchup in Max Scherzer versus Corey Kluber. Two Cy Young winners in their career. Kluber walks in that run, um, you know, walking in Soto in the third inning there. Uh, then you get Kyle Higashioka, though, in the bottom of the frame, in the bottom of the third, to tie it up with the home run. One to one. That was Scherzer's only mistake on the slider. May have been the only slide, or the only breaking pitch, maybe the only breaking pitch that I've seen Higgy hit this year. Um, that was good to see. You know, he's a dead fastball hitter. Uh, Castro, single in the sixth inning, makes it two to one. The Nationals take the lead. Scherzer ends up going seven and a third, strikes out 14 Yankees. Um, that's a new Yankee Stadium record for an imposing pitcher, I think. That's what they said on the telecast. It was ugly for the Yankee bats. They had no shot against this guy. He was rolling, but yeah, it was really bad. Um, Kluber was good, though. Kluber won five and two thirds, two runs. Brad Hand in the ninth inning. The RBI single to Torres. Love Torres' approach there. Clean approached, focused, wasn't trying to yank the ball, and he ends up getting the solid base hit to right field. The Yankees go to extras from that. You know, Hicks can't get it done. So they go to extras. Um, Trey Turner gets that sack fly. Um, the In the bottom of the frame, Mike Ford. Tries to bunt, and they said it was the first bunt attempt. Or no, the no. They said he hasn't he hadn't bunted until and it, fucking since the Cape Cod League, I think the year they were putting out there. I think it was first time since 2012. That was the last time he bunted. That's insane to me. Okay, <laughs> um, he ends up getting the opposite field single off Brad Hand, who the Yankees just kill every time they see this guy. They have some really good plate discipline and he loses the zone, loses the zone completely. And they end up taking advantage on whatever mistakes he ends up throwing. Um, yeah. Trying to see where I left track of. Oh, here I am. Then you've got Torres again, another big hit. The walk off dribbler to third base was enough. You know, they didn't even bother throwing home. We score. Yankees win. Didn't deserve the win, but they needed the win. However they can get it, ugly or not, you'll take it. Justin Wilson gets the W. Finally has an appearance where he doesn't 
um, surrender a run. You've got Corey Kluber. Again, he looks solid. Three quality starts in a row now, I think. Well, that wasn't a quality start. It was five and two-thirds. But three good, strong, sharp starts in a row for Corey Kluber. But finally, this one was unlike the last two against you know the Tigres and the Orioles. Um, this was against a solid hitting team. I think the Nationals were amongst the leaders in batting average. Um, so they can hit the ball. He's been good, so it was encouraging. You know, he's now two and two. The ERA is three oh six. He's got a good pitch mix lately. He's using that changeup. The velocity is finally there after not being there early on in the year. He looks sharp, and you know, again, we've talked about it before on the show. This is what the Yankees need from him. They don't need him, and I don't think they're expecting Corey Kluber to be that ace that he once was, but if he can be a solid number three, you know, or, or you know, in this case, number two to Cole, just go out there and be quality, be quality, you know, six innings, three runs, five innings, two runs, something like that every single time, you will take that. You will most certainly take that. Am I going to sit here and say that's going to happen? You know, can he be this guy who goes out and, and is quality? I still don't know. I still think there's a lot of risk here with how, you know, old he is. We haven't seen him in two years, really. So he could, you know, flop and we won't be surprised. You know, I wouldn't be too shocked if he ended up doing that. But if he ended up pitching pretty well, we also wouldn't be shocked because he's Corey Kluber and he's a veteran pitcher who knows what he's doing. So hopefully it gets him going. We will see. Um, but yeah, this is what the Yankees need from him going forward. Starts like this. This was an encouraging one being again, it was against a good team. Um, offensively, the Yankees had six hits. They drew four walks. They struck out 17 times. And they were actually four for six with the runners in scoring position. Um, yeah, good, good win though. Good win. You know, Higgy, the home run the day after Gary hits a home run. So hopefully they can keep producing and, it becomes a good problem and not a bad problem. Uh, but, you know, seeing Higgy do it against a breaking pitch was pretty cool. Um, that was the second game of this set, guys. Be right back. All right, game three. Uh, well, you know, this one was, again, another one where our offense is not exactly great, but the pitching was fantastic. Uh, Domingo Herman on a Sunday, on Mother's Day, versus Ross. Um, we take the 3-2 to two victory eventually. Aaron Hicks with the RBI single in the third inning. Glaber Torres finally... Finally, getting on the board for his first 
spectator of the season goes yard in the bottom of the sixth. Tell you, he didn't have the greatest series statistically. He wasn't lights out. But the three hits that he did have were important for him, right? Again, he had the walk-off dribbler. The one before that, a few innings later, he had the, the single to tie the game. And then he gets his first home run of the year out of the way on fucking May 9th. So it was good for him. Hopefully this kind of gets the monkey off the back and he kind of starts hitting more and more and more. Because, again, this is a guy who hit 24 as a rookie. Then he went out and, and crushed 38. Had a down year last year. And only had had zero up until this point this year. I think last year he had only what, three, maybe four in the shortened season. It would be good to get him back. And again, this has got somebody I still have a lot of faith in. I mean, he's Glaber Torres. He was a big-time prospect for a while. He's proven it in the first two years. It's scary that he's heading down a path where, like, Gary Sanchez was heading down. And he still is. But hopefully Torres doesn't end up like that. Hopefully he can actually get it together. And there's hope. There's more hope for him because I feel like he's... He's been really good in the postseason. That's what I'm like. When he gets focused, when he focuses in, he's a lot. When he locks in, he's a damn elite baseball player. You look at his postseason numbers. I feel like he can do shit like that if he locks in in the regular season. If he brings an approach to the plate where he's not trying to drill one 575 feet, but instead does things like he did in this series, especially that tying single, the game-tying single, where he takes it the other way, hits it where it's pitched, and settles for those lower exit velocity singles sometimes because it's it's what you get. If he can do that, I think there's hope there he could still hit you 275 to 300 and have the OPS around 850 to 900 and hit you 30 home runs a year. I still think that's inside him somewhere. Hopefully we start getting it because this has been my favorite prospect for so long. Gleyber Torres, I still want to believe he's legit, you know, and it hurts me. It pains me seeing baseball market all these other guys and they deserve it because they've been killing it. Vlad Jr., Acuna, fucking Soto, Tatis, all these other guys getting their marketed, you know, time out there. Everybody knows who they are. I've I've always wanted Torres to be mentioned in that conversation, and he was his first two years, but now he's been absolutely quiet. So maybe it gets him going. Um, that was uh, that was the bottom of the sixth inning, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Jesus. <laughs> um, and then Domingo, though you know the backbreaker home run, lets it right back up. I mean, fucking gives it right back. To, I think it was Kyle Schwarber for the 2-2 two two tie. Um, but then the ninth inning comes. Yankees put some runners on. Giancarlo Stanton, the piss rocket RBI single. And they win the game. Stanton, you know, struggled a bit this series. You know, he, he cooled off. He definitely cooled off for sure. Fucking chasing some junk. Uh, but he ends up getting the game winning walk-off RBI single. Yankees get their first two walk-offs of the season in the same series, back-to-back. So that's nice. Um, Offensively, overall, the Yankees, five hits, ten walks, 
10 strikeouts, 2 for 9 scoring position. Um, Pitching-wise, again, Domingo was good. Um, Just, you know, again, it's the same issue. He'll let up some home runs when he's wild inside the zone, so it's all about the command. Outside that, though, he was great. Um, And he's really calmed down. They went to him. Then they went to King, Peralta, and Chapman after that. Um, And obviously the Yankees taking advantage of the off day on Monday. King is usually a multiple innings guy, but they just want one with him. Peralta, one pitch, one out. And then Chapman dominant in that ninth because, of course, he was. Um, Yeah, it's been fun. Well, yeah, it hasn't been fun, but it's been good to get back on track. And hopefully we're finally over 500 for good. 18 and 16 now. Kay was saying on the broadcast how it's impressive that the Yankees are 500 considering all their struggles, which I understand the logic he was trying to use, but that's not something I want to hear. I mean, I don't think it's impressive, you know, because the logic is, oh, after that 5 and 10 start with all these guys that they have struggling, it's impressive. I don't think impressive is the word, I guess was what I'm trying to say. I think... Solid. It's they're doing what they're supposed to do for a span of the season. They are now thirteen and six in their last nineteen games. So I wouldn't call that impressive. I call that the Yankees doing what they were supposed to be doing after a an abysmal start. You know, guys are really struggling though. Yeah. So is it impressive though? No. I mean, you could still win a game. I just I fucking it fucking rubbed me the wrong way. I'm sorry. It's not impressive. You had guys step up. That's what happens. You know, it, sometimes it only takes one or two, two or three. Um, but no, the Yankees are are eighteen and sixteen. Um, the good thing is, uh, I think they're only three and a half back from first place. They're in second place right now. Hopefully, we can keep it going. You know, the top guys are coming around. Guys like LeMay, who's coming around. Hopefully, he can get over three hundred again and, and get the slugging percentage up. Um, you've got guys like Giancarlo again, he's been great this year. And then you have a lot of guys struggling at the bottom of the order, but Aaron Judge in the three hole right now, he has been abysmal. I mean, the strikeouts lately, the one for whatever stretch he's in. He did have a hit, so hopefully, you know, he had the off day today. They they rested him, but he had the hit in game two to, you know, it was a pretty clutch hit to keep the Yankees going a bit. And, um, hopefully that gets him going. I don't know, but he needs to, he needs to get his shit together. You know, it's bad. Um, he's streaky. We know he could be streaky, but we're going to need him. We're going to need more than, you know, LeMahieu and Stanton right now, you know, a lot of guys are struggling. You've still got Clint Frazier struggling like hell. Um, we can keep saying all we want, how he looks better. He looks better, but he's still sitting at what a buck forty-eight, whatever he's at right now. Brett Gardner, who's supposed to be fighting for that left left field spot with him, he's not exactly doing great. I don't know how this guy still has a job, and Albert Pujols doesn't. Um, Mike Ford. I mean, the guy's so bad, he could go one for five, and the average would skyrocket. Um, it was good to see him finally get a big clutch hit. 
but he's been struggling. Miggy Andohar was called up for a few games, sent back down. He was hitless. It's a shame. This guy was once a big part of their team. He was exciting to watch in 2018. Um, but obviously now there's not much of a roster spot for him and he doesn't have a position, man. It sucks. We were all so excited for him, but hopefully we can forget about that and Gio gets back soon enough. He's not going on the DL. He's day to day. I don't know if he's going to be available for available for Tuesday, but I do know that Luke Voigt will be back on Tuesday. That's big. Um, Boone said he's in play for Tuesday, so most likely means he's going to be starting. Um, and I'm interested to see where they put him. You know, if they took Judge out of the th- out of the two hole, and he's now their three guy, and obviously Stanton's been raking in the two hole, which was Void's spot last year. Where do you go? You know, it's going to be interesting to see where they play him, or or I'm sorry, where they put him in the order. He's playing first. What where he bats in the order? I don't know. Does he go uh, four? No, you got. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. You you go Stanton two, Judge three, and I guess Luke four. Right. Some good protection around Aaron Judge. Some damn good protection. Um. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, overall, uh, the pitching has held it down, man. This pitching staff from top to bottom, the rotation to the bullpen. I did not think I would be saying that they'd be the reason the Yankees are, you know, again, winning 13 games of their last 19. But it has been the reason. They're doing their jobs. And we're getting some more length. We're getting quality outings in the bullpen. You know, despite a couple of rough patches there in the uh, third game of the Houston set. And then in this Nationals game, uh, the first game of the series, they bounced back in the final two games. And the Yankees had a good homestand. They won 7-2 and in the homestand. You will take that any day of the week. And now they head to the Trop to take on the fucking Tampa Bay Rays, who this will be a big series. You know, this will be a huge series for the Yankees, and I'll tell you why. Sitting at 18 and 16, you're going to the Trop for three games, and obviously the history at the Trop is not good. We never win there. You can either go into this series and win it, and you're leaving it with a very positive vibe that we may be back after all. You know, if they win this race series, that means they would have beaten the Astros two out of three, the Nationals two out of three, and the Rays two out of three. Three very tough teams to beat. But the Yankees did it. That's a big momentum to ride on, right? You get the record looking better. You're placing better in the standings. Things are looking up, right? You would have either uh, fucking, let's see, you win two games there, two out of three, that, that'll put them at 14, 15, and 15 and 7 in their last so-and-so games, right? If they sweep, that's 16 and 6 in their last so-and-so games. I don't think that's happening. But if you can win the series, that's much more positive than if you go in there and you continue to lose to the Rays, that storyline remains that they own us, blah, blah, blah. And then you're back under 500 maybe even, or at 500. And you're looking at mid-May and this team's still not figuring out a way to 
get back to dominance. That's a big fucking difference in narrative right there, right? So this is a huge, I'm going to call this a swing series, right? It's a big swing series where the momentum of the Yankees season could go one way or another. There's going to be no middle. You're leaving this series very disappointed, very defeated, or they're going to be leaving this series very optimistic and hopeful about what's to come for the rest of their 2021 season. Because even if they do, if they win this series, they've got the Baltimore Orioles coming up after that. So it's a very, very, it could lead to a lot of good things if they find a way to leave this series with two out of three. So that's my take. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much all I have. Uh, let's get to the uh, let's let's go to break, and when we get back, we'll get to the NYY NYK question of the day, and we'll wrap this thing up. Be right back. So, last time out, in episode 243, our NYY NYK question of the day, Nerlens Noel currently wears number three for the Knicks. Who was the last Nick to wear that number? That was the question of the day for episode 243. The answer to that question, the last Nick to wear number three before Nerlens, last season it was Maurice Harkless. Maurice Harkless had that number. Um, I don't know if he finished the year with us, but yeah, that was uh, that was the number three before New Orleans. Tonight's NYY NYK question of the day for episode 243. I'm sorry, 244. 244, our NYY NYK question of the day brought to you by Anchor. Best way to make a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. During his seven seasons with the Yankees, this player played in exactly 1,000 games and collected exactly 1,000 hits. Who is it? All right. I don't know if anyone's going to get this one. It's a tough one. Um, But yeah, one more time. Our NYY NYK question of the day for episode 244. During his seven years with the Yankees, this player played in exactly 1,000 games, and collected exactly 1,000 hits. That's pretty cool. Who was that player? All right, so message me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or just comment on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter on the post once I publish this podcast. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. That's all I've got. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You're listening to BD4. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, be sure to do that right now. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, YouTube. You can watch us on there as opposed to listening to us. Um, And many more major podcast feeds, you know, all those platforms. Um, 
if you want to follow me, you know, and subscribe to the blog that I write. I obviously with the podcast we cover the Knicks every two games and the Yankees every series, but with the the blog we recap every single Knicks game and every single Yankees game. Um, lately we've been a bit busy, so we've had to double up on some of them. But as soon as you know these two NBA seasons and the MLB season stop overlapping, and the NBA season comes to a close, we'll get back to our normal normal schedule. But the fucking Knicks are balling. The Yankees, hopefully, they're starting to rake a little bit, and they're they're picking up some more victories. Um, so if you want to follow the blog, subscribe to the blog. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, and if you want to follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just go to my link tree because my link tree has all those links to the pod, the blog, and my social. So if you want to find me there, go to my link tree at linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. Once again, my link tree to take you to all my information. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is episode 244 of the podcast. The Yanks walk off twice versus the Nats. And we're feeling a lot better about ourselves than we were a few weeks ago. So we'll see if this can keep going. So thanks guys so much for watching. I'll see you next time. Ciao.